Are leaders born or are they made? That's a question I get asked every single day. Sometimes I don't know the answer. I'm leaning towards that they're made. And how are they made? These are questions that I have for our guests today. This is a podcast about leadership. My name is Philip Brown. And I'm Stephanie Panu, and this is PS Talks, the podcast for management students at U of T Scarborough. Hi, my name is Banjika Agarwal. I'm a fourth year management co-op student studying finance and a minor in strategy. I'm also the co-op management student of the year 2021. So why did you choose to study management at UTSC? I've always been drawn towards challenging problems, which drew me towards the quantitative side of the business world, hence giving me the inspiration to pursue finance. It's the intellectual stimulation of these rapidly changing world problems, like right from the markets to political issues, which allows me to think multilaterally, collaborate with a team of brilliant, dynamic people I have met at the university and come up with the best ideas. U of T is literally home, like in every metaphorical and literal way. How did it feel now transitioning from, you know, such like a bustling place to coming to Scarborough, which is definitely bustling, but probably just in a different way? I moved from Mumbai, India, a country with the second largest population and a city with the population of about 18.2 million. I was privileged enough to be exposed to various parts of the world ever since I was young. My father was very adamant in traveling, showing us how different things, different cultures work. When you're that young, there are so many things in your mind, what you want to do, where you want to be. And that's okay if those things change. Like, I think I've become transformed into a whole new person after these four years. So some of the challenges I would say were to be settling in with people, trying to fit in. But I think I saw it all wrong because at UTSC, we don't fit in. We add to the culture. You know, you work for over a year while you're here, a bank and a, a smaller startup place, Tangerine and Canalys. <laughs> I believe that Tangerine was in person and Canalys was remote. Maybe tell us about those two experiences. When I started at a bank, I was just 19. Once again, trying to fit in, finding your space in, having your voice heard. But I remember Philip always said, know your words and just always think of it as a transaction that it's not just you who's going to gain from the co-op experience, but they also want fresh talent. They want young minds to think the way this generation thinks. And that was something which was actually greatly appreciated at my work terms as well. Moving from a big bank where there's, you know, some sort of hierarchy, less autonomy to a more fluid, dynamic fintech, which is such a huge growing space with like billions of dollars into investment at the moment. And I worked with a team of about 20 equity research analysts, product analysts spread across all over North America. Some were in Boston, some were in California, New York, everywhere. And when I look back, I was like, how did I do that? How was I so confident? How did I have the strength to, you know, even raise my voice and speak in those meetings with, you know, those all males, everyone's older than me. And I'm the only young 20 year old girl just speaking her mind. But that was something which was greatly taken into consideration. I had a chance to speak to the CEO. Tell me where else is a 20 year old right in her undergrad, get a chance to pitch an idea to the CEO and have that be implemented while you're on the work term. That's so lovely to hear. And I love that you mentioned, you know, like, where did you get the confidence to like speak up 
what were some of the strategies I guess you used or did you just jump right in and go for it? I think it stems from just passion for what you do. I genuinely enjoyed being in that space. Like when I woke up, I was excited to go to work. I was like, what am I going to get to get exposed to today? And a lot of it also stems from having the self-starter, taking the initiative by yourself attitude, where you go out and seek those opportunities. In fact, I got the chance to work at Canalyst despite being with the New York team because it was remote. And like, I have an offer back. I might actually move to New York as well. So even though it was remote, I made it a point and, you know, I had it in my calendar, reach out to three new people from the company every day, just send a quick message on our internal system and be like, can we hop on for a 15 minute call? I just want to get to know what you do, because if it was in person, I would just walk over to your cubicle and talk to you. But now we can't. So can we just hop on? And I have never had anyone say no, despite being busy. And this is from C-level execs to someone who's starting off right as me a mentor of mine, he always said, university is what you make of it. And I'm pretty sure if you try a hundred things, you're going to have your shot. Like that's just the law of large numbers. So I think having that kind of uh, mindset is the number one thing, pushing yourself to speak up. Everything is in your power if you set your mind to do it. I was just speaking to my mom about this. And I said, I think the co-op experience has been the most phenomenal one because I, while being younger to my brother, was helping him with job seeking. And he is definitely 10 times smarter. He's a software developer. Like he's working in the States, building these programs, but you're you see, coming, asking me for interview help. And it's not just mentoring or preparing yourself for interviews, but just life skills in general. That makes me want to cry. <laughs> Wonderful. And I'm glad that you have that mentality and you're going in and you're, you're putting yourself out there. Very evident why you're a co-op student of the year. So I hope our students who are listening can kind of take that advice and move it forward. Do you have any other advice for students who are seeking or maybe starting their first work term? Mm -hmm. I think being open, not having those preconceived notions in your mind. I very candidly, I was guilty of it. I always thought that nobody here wants to listen to me. I have nothing to offer. I'm so young. Everyone else here is so much smarter than me and I should just keep quiet. But I think that that changed within the first month. And it's also because I had an amazing manager who was a great leader, always posed the question, what do you think? And how do you think this would be the best way to do it? I think having that initiative to book bi-weekly one-on-ones to have a program check on yourself and feedback. I am someone who always speaks for it because that just allows room to grow. Anything, always have that mindset that I'm not going to say no to something without even evaluating it. Any opportunity, any task, always volunteer to be there because you never know who you're going to need, who are you going to work with, and one contact can take you anywhere you have to be. Reach out, try to talk to people who don't sit next to you reach out to people in other divisions, because think of it that way. You're not just learning your division, but you're understanding how the business or how the organization functions as a whole. And this is going to even help you when you come back to school and apply these to your courses. Even, you know, when I work as a teaching assistant now, I work in the bridge, the front desk, whenever students are coming, I'm always the first one to come and motivate them. Remember, it's the law of large numbers. If you take enough shots, it is going to work out. Just keep going. And if you're passionate about it, nothing in the world is going to stop you. So be open. Always say yes to different opportunities and ask for feedback. 
Well, whatever you're selling and buying, I'm, 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 I feel like I'm going to stand <laughs> out and go, go for a run or do something. I'm, I'm buying. I'm buying. I see you as a leader. What do you think good leadership is? How would you describe a good leader? Mm-hmm. That's an amazing question. I don't think we ask ourselves or anyone that enough. I think when I first noticed it was that if the person you're working with or under is open to listening to you, is providing you with a platform to voice your opinion. I had an interview with actually a buy side firm and they asked me a great question. What are the three things which will make you not work here? And this was one of the things I said that if I'm coming up to the team with an idea, I want to be heard. No matter what, if you implement it or you don't, you think it's bad, that's okay. I just need a platform where I'm heard and I'm being taken seriously. Like it's at least being considered. It could be something as minute as an operational efficiency suggestion or a major new program launch, which I actually conducted at my co-op as well. My manager always, before giving me a task, always asks this one question, what do you think is the best way to do it? He is the VP. He has worked in the industry for 20 years. I'm pretty sure he knows that. And that was just to get me thinking. And I ask myself that question every single time. I'll see an organization. I'll look at a case at school. I'll always be like, what would I do differently? Or how could I do it? So good leadership stems from being there for people who are working in your team and actually providing them with holistic support, not just academic or organizational direction, but rather a more mentorship kind of support. Philip always said this, in order to have a good mentor, you have to be a good mentee. You have to show them that you care. You actually genuinely want to learn. It cannot be something which is very transactional. It needs to be more organic. You know, it's wonderful that you're being so reflective about leadership because we always say that to co-op students, like, yes, it's a reciprocal relationship. So when you're going out on a co-op work term, you know, they're getting something out of it too. So how can you make that impact and build relationships while you're on your work term? But I'm wondering, what is experience to lead for you? That's a great question. Our tagline of the program, I think the world doesn't reward you with, you know, a million dollars or the best thing just based on how hard you work or what you think about yourself. It's more about the value you create for not just yourself, but other people around you. And everyone is a leader in some capacity. If I'm a fourth year student, I'm a leader to my fellow peers in the first year. And I try everything I can do to even change one life I can. And that's when you feel your purpose is fulfilled. And this is actually I'm not just saying this, it is a research study as well. People enjoy and feel more satisfied when they see purpose-driven or tangible outcomes of any work they do, and they actually choose it over a higher pay. So I think that the work you do and experience to lead comes from how much value you create for other people. I have been fortunate enough to be and work in every single department. Like when I'm a teaching assistant, I always make sure students learn to see not just grades, but the bigger picture of what knowledge they're seeking or gaining from this course. When I work at the bridge, I always also mention that don't focus on small things, but rather learn to see how these softwares work. 
I have been a part of the work integrated learning programs, working with the fine dining initiative, the Scarborough newcomer initiative. All of these have a common theme, if you might notice, they're for the community, what we can do better. When COVID was hit, restaurants uh, were facing problems with their revenues. We as business students, if we cannot use our resources and leverage our knowledge to help our community, what's the point even? With the SDI project, I'm helping the government allocate their funds better to make decision processes for migrants and newcomers in this society. All these, in my perspective, just seem the best leadership opportunities anyone could have because these directly have an impact on someone else having a better life. And even while you're a student, even if you're first year, while you're helping your peer with something, you know, you're practicing an interview together, you're solving problems together, you're going and volunteering. UTSC has so many opportunities. These kind of things supplement your education and give you a broader picture as well. And that to me is literally and metaphorically the experience to lead. This has been one of my favorite episodes. Vanchika, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. And you're always welcome in the studio. My name is Philip Brown. And I'm Stephanie Panya. Thanks for listening. <laughs>